This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're talking with Vic Barnes and Kathy Snow, some of the most active folks in the Valley on the volunteer basis, but today we're speaking with them on the subject of the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation. Both of them are board members, and uh, under full disclosure, I also am on the board of the Community Foundation. Kathy and Vic, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Vic, who are the other board members, just so people know the players? Okay, the other board members, in addition to the three you mentioned, we have Jim Little, Arlie Riggs, Don Hopkins, Don Kaufman, and Butch Gamin. And a lot of those folks have been on the Community Foundation Board for quite a while. Uh, Jim and Don Hopkins and Don Kaufman, and I think Arlie have been in for an awful long time, probably near its inception in 1999. So... One of the reasons uh, we've got you in is that the Spirit Campaign uh, begins uh, November 15th and runs through the end of the year, December 31st. Now, I would assume that everyone in town knows something about the Spirit Campaign, but these kinds of assumptions tend to come back to bite you. So what is the Spirit Campaign in a nutshell? Well, the Spirit Campaign is kind of our brand, one of our important brands for the Wet Mountain uh, Valley Community Foundation. And it started in 2004, and it's a, it's a program that, that encourages, facilitates donations from individuals, not only within uh, Custer County, but also outside to the, to the nonprofits. And so they, they contribute money, and then we have a matching fund, which augments and, and increases their donations. So it's, it's grown tremendously. It started in 2004, and Something like uh, there was $97,000 raised last year. Uh, I think it was our 14th year, and we raised $394,000. So it's grown tremendously, and it's a very popular program. And there are a number of organizations within town, uh, somewhat over 70, that are part of the Spirit Campaign. Yeah, there's... There's, uh, we've benefited probably over 70. There's been an increasing number of, of uh, nonprofits and nonprofit equivalents that, that uh, are active in the campaign. Now, a chicken and egg type of question. Which came first, the Community Foundation or the Spirit Campaign? Or did they arrive at the same time? No, no. Uh, the Community Foundation started in 1999. And one of the reasons why the Spirit Campaign was initiated because there was concern with the IRS about the money that we have and, and not being properly utilized. And so this, the idea came up to uh, be <clears throat> use some of our money contribute to generate this spirit campaign. So it, it's about five, it started about five years into the program of, of the foundation. Now it looks like the spirit campaign has evolved over time. What are the changes that you've seen in terms of numbers giving or amounts giving or organizations involved? Well, obviously the number of organizations involved has is, is really jumped up. The amount of money has increased, I think, every year since 2004. And, and interestingly enough, the average donations by the individuals has increased also. So it's 
it's really grown in popularity, and I think we've basically generated our own uh, a storm because because of the the program. It's a lot, it's encouraged a lot of of these nonprofits to join in and participate. So it's um, it's generated a lot of interest, and it's very. Uh, there are some organizations that don't get an awful lot of money out of Spirit Campaign, but a number of the organizations. This is one of their major fundraisers of the year. I've noticed that too. Some organizations have multiple income streams, and the Spirit Campaign is important. But for some organizations, it's pretty much their lifeblood. It seems. That's exactly right. They 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 really depend on the on the spirit campaign. So, Kathy, what types of groups are eligible to participate in the spirit campaign? What what does it take? You need to be a five hundred one c three, a nonprofit five, or a government equivalent. Okay, and have there been any new additions over the last year or so? Well, there have been. Uh, we have. Let's see, I'm aware of two of them uh, right off. I hope I'm not missing any, but Trails for All is a new organization that that's uh, done very well, and uh, they're going to participate. And then um, there's a ministry um, that's led by um, Andrew. Andrew Zeller, and, and they're going to be involved this year. So I don't know, Kathy, can you recall any new ones besides that? I think those that? are the two new ones this year. Yes. Yeah. Thinking about the spirit campaign for a town this size and the amount of money involved seems unique to me. Is uh, any statistics around the state or the country? Is this an unusual thing, or does this happen in a lot of different places? Well, I'm told I'm, I'm not familiar with statistics. There may be uh, people that that have those, but I'm told that for the size of this community, it's extremely unique, and people are really startled when they find out that. This much money is generated from a community of only 4,000 people, of which only uh, probably half of those are year-round residents. So it's, it's pretty remarkable. It just It's a very generous community, a very giving community. Now, one of the things that the Community Foundation does is manage some advised funds. Remind us of a few of those advised funds, and how are they managed? How does that work? Advised funds is something that... We've been involved since 2008, but it's really become a much larger program. And, and these are situations where an organization comes in and actually we manage the monies, but they have committees and they decide how those monies are distributed and, and they, they use basically our umbrella. And the very first one was Excellence in Education, which is a very successful program. And then our our board, uh, we approve of when their committee meets and they say we want to fund certain programs, then we approve those. Uh, we, I can't recall any situation when we haven't. We've got really good committees on all these advice funds. And so there's, um, we started out with Excellence in Ed, and now we have six. The next one was uh, Children's Health Fund, which was is used mon- monies that are donated by the High Mountain Hay Fever Festival. And then that, they're used to uh, a number of programs for kids. Uh, now we've got the uh, Co- uh, Custer County Kids Council. We've got the Education Legacy Fund. And we've got uh, d- the most recent one is Rebecca's Art Fund, uh, Rebecca Samuelson passed away unexpectedly 2018, and, and so she, and this is going to benefit the art community. 
Kathy, who am I missing? I think you've got them all. Did I get them all? Yeah, I think you've got them all. I think so. And yeah. those advice funds have really come on in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. They That's have. Uh, yeah, we we had uh, 2008 was the first one. The next one was 2015. And then we added two in 2017, another one in 2018. So, And it, it's a... It's, um, a way that we can make another contribution to the community, and I think I think it really benefits the the, uh, the organizations, and it facilitates people donating to these uh, these various programs. Kathy, recently Nicole Parsons represented the Community Foundation with a with a brand new project. The Community Foundation is looking at branching out and doing some different things. What was the nature of that project? Well, Nicole, um, on behalf of the Community Foundation, interviewed a lot of the nonprofits with the goal in mind of finding out the direction that the Community Foundation could best help support the current nonprofit. Her intent was to discover the ways that we could help the nonprofits build a more sustainable and long-term future. And so she interviewed, I think she interviewed like 50 or 60 of the, non of the nonprofits, and it was a very fascinating result. Some of those interviews were well over an hour, as I recall. So she really got into some depth. She had something like 50 questions, as mm -hmm. I recall. She did. So there's a wealth of data that mm -hmm. the Community Foundation is able to digest and see where the trends are, where the foundation might be able to help. Mm -hmm. a, a few of the things that came out of that interview was the desire within the, com the nonprofits to collaborate with each other, which was a little bit of a surprise for us. And so then for the Community Foundation, we are trying to explore different ways that we can help facilitate that collaboration. The other one was an interest in board development and volunteer recruitment, of course. And one of the interesting conclusions that she came to was she had a list of the top 10 things that the most successful organizations do from her perspective. Is that available in the, the current guide? It will be available in the current insert, you know, the Wet Mountain Valley um, annual report that'll come out, what do we say, the 16th? 15th, 16th? The 15th of November yeah, is, is when it officially starts the Spirit Campaign. Yeah. And, and it will also be on the website. So the new we're developing a new website, which will be launched at the same time that that insert comes out. So if folks need more information about the process and what the organizations are, both that insert, which comes out uh, mid-month here, mm -hmm. and the brand new website are the places to go, probably. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very uh, thorough job that Nicole did, and, and we're trying to build on that now. Kathy mentioned the collaboration. Uh, communication is, is a key instrument that we need to improve on, and we plan on, we have a subcommittee going to work on ways that we can help communication and the nonprofits communicate with each other. So it's, it's very, it was a very successful uh, venture. So let's say that I'm out there in radio land uh, listening to this and decide that I want to contribute to uh, several of the 501c3s uh, in the campaign. Uh, mechanically, how do I go about that? Well, the best way is when that insert in the, uh, that comes out in the Tribune, which will be, I believe, November 16th, there will be a, a form that people can use, and we, we encourage people to to adhere to that form, and there probably also be a form in the in the Sentinel as well, and then people generally write checks, or they can they can donate online, 
and they'll they'll be able to do that on the website that's going to be up and running by that time. And while we're talking about that, I think one important thing to mention is they can donate to a specific organization or multiple organizations, but they can also donate to what we call is the matching fund. And the matching fund, we contribute money from the, directly from the uh, uh, community foundation. We get other other grants uh, from Anschutz, for example, has been a strong supporter, Sanger Crystal Electric, t- to mention a few. And then that matching fund is what helps augment the, their contributions. It's been last couple of years, I get about 25 cents on the on the dollar. So if you donate one dollar, then then you get a dollar dollar twenty five. And so we're we're trying to encourage. We'd like to build that matching fund, and so we're encouraging people that to to donate directly to the matching fund, or for those people that that just want to contribute to the program but don't really know which specific organizations. This is a great way to contribute to the whole community at large. And so we're we're really encouraging people to. Take a hard look at that. So the bottom line in terms of opportunities is that uh, if I want to give $100 to some organization, I can up that by about 25% through the matching matching fund uh, in rough in rough numbers. That's correct. Uh, which is an advantage to doing that. I can get that in in the current tax year. A lot of people are looking for something to do in December, and this is a great place to put it. It is. You can't beat it. It's an outstanding program. We're running short of time here on Valley Views. I want to say thanks to uh, Kathy Snow and Vic Barnes, both board members of the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation, and thanks for all that you do for the community. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that uh, meeting in February when the checks are handed out. They all turn out, and they're all happy. (laughs) We look forward to it. Thanks for coming out today. Thank you. Thank you. My name's Gary, and uh, we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 